0: This insert is brought to you by Radio K-Pulpit 7-9am Please visit kpulpit.co.za Olu George Ministries presents Focus on Freedom podcast We're covering the face of the earth with the knowledge of the glory of God Welcome to an encounter with timeless, transcendent and triumphant truth Here's your brother Friend and messenger, Alu M. George. What a joy to be with you again as we continue our most exciting, most relevant, most amazing, most impactful study on the Four Square Jesus. We spent the last nine weeks. Looking at Jesus as Savior from sin. His name actually means Yeshua, Joshua, Jesus, the one who saves Yahoshua, the one who saves his people from their sins. What a joy it was to preach that to you and to teach that to you and knowing that God will, is working with you along those lines. If you miss any of those sermons, you can actually get in touch with the radio pulpit, Cape Pulpit in Cape Town and even radio Radio pulpit in Pretoria. And they will be glad to give you the copies that you have missed at no cost. Now, today we want to look at Jesus, the healer, Jesus is savior from sin but jesus is also the healer from all maladies and all diseases and all sicknesses without exception sicknesses of the soul and sicknesses of the body sin is a sickness of the spirit and once you deal with the root the fruit and the leaves and the back and the stem they're 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 dead so Jesus is not just the healer of diseases. Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. I can't wait for us to get to that one. So just stay in touch. I don't know how long we'll be with each. I thought we're going to have four weeks of Savior from sin, four weeks from healing, four weeks from that. But we've spent about nine weeks on number one. So I don't know if the, the following ones are going to be shorter or same or longer. We're ready for whatever the Holy Ghost wants. Because we could never exhaust God's knowledge and revelation in one sermon series, by the way. Every time we come to the same subject, it's new, it's fresh. Last night, I was sharing at our little flock. I call our church little flock. It's called Jesus' house, but I call it his little flock. I was sharing some revelation that the Lord gave me about three months ago or so. And when the scriptures, this, this scripture came alive to me, I was watching a YouTube video, and it came alive, I thought I had never heard it before. But, as I looked at my notes last night, getting ready for service, I saw I had spoken about the same subject m- month or years ago. The Word of God is new every morning. If you approach the Word with an attitude of "I already know that, oh, you are missing a world of blessing. You are missing an eternity of blessing. As a matter of fact, you must approach the word of God with trepidation every time, with excitement, with expectation for something fresh. It may not be new to your mind, but if it is new to your spirit, it will bring a revolution to your experience. So we will not be able to exhaust everything God wants us to say in one sermon series. So we say what he wants us to say part-time. So now that we're looking at Jesus, the healer, it may be one service, one one, one lesson, it may be two, it may be less or more, whatever the Holy Spirit wants. I hope I have your agreement. Now let's begin our journey from Matthew chapter 8, verse 14. When Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw Peter's mother laid, And seek of a fever. Now, let me just stop right there. What would you do if you went into a house and someone laid down burning with a fever? What would you do? You probably recommend something. You probably, you know, show some concern. Let's see what Jesus did, verse 15. And Jesus touched her hand. Jesus reached out, touched her hand, and the fever left her. And she arose. And she ministered unto them. Jesus' methods are so different from our methods. Jesus, another, another rendition, one of the synoptic gospels, said Jesus stood over her and rebuked the fever. What? Rebuke a fever? Jesus rebuked the fever. Have you ever rebuked fever? Have you ever rebuked anything? Cancer? Gout? Arthritis? kidney stones? Have you ever rebuked headaches, stomach issues, digestive issues? Have you ever rebuked mental issues? Or do you just tolerate them? Or do you just treat them with human, human methods? Jesus rebukes fevers. And he wasn't weird. He was normal. That is the kingdom way. Jesus rebukes trees. He went to have fruit on a tree that looked luxuriant this tree made promises you know when you look at the tree you know you're gonna get some fruit there it's so luxuriant, so rich so healthy looking full of leaves but no fruit i pray that you and i don't be be like that we don't look like great christians and wonderful christians outside outside outwardly and people think we are some great christian but when god comes close there's no fruit may that never be your testimony or mine this tree Beautiful, luxuriant. There was no fruit on it. And it wasn't really the tree's fault because it wasn't the season for fruit, Bible acknowledges. But Jesus rebuked the tree nonetheless and said, No man will eat fruit of you. What will happen when you and I become more like Jesus and we start rebuking things? Well, some would say we are crazy. They told him it was crazy. In fact, in the Messic translation, they called him Dunk Face. They called Jesus dung face. They called him a wine biber. They called him an illegitimate child. On one occasion, they said, well, we are, not, uh, we are not born of fornication like some people we know. To his face. You tell us Joseph is your father, but Joseph did not impregnate your mother for your pregnancy. We happen to know that Joseph was supposed to actually divorce her, but he didn't. They told him to his face when he said, why are you trying to kill me? They said, you have a devil. So they called him possessed. So if they call us strange or weird, that's a little price to pay to be like Jesus, don't you think? When will we start rebuking things? <laughs> Jesus even told us to rebuke mountains. Tell mountains, hey, mountain, throw yourself in the sea. But we're too, we too smart for that, aren't we? We're too educated for that. We're too theologically astute for that. I was speaking to a son of mine. And he said, "Oh, I read that book and uh, it was so repetitive. It was so, it wasn't exciting. I said, "Ah, you've been spoiled by theology. If you read that book with the purity of a spiritual hunger, you would have gotten so much out of it. It was a book I read and that book set me free from sickness and disease for 21 years. Somebody has read it and they just saw all the theological, you know, inexactitudes and inconsistencies. The purpose of the four square gospel, the four square Jesus, is that we want to be like Jesus. We were. It's our destiny. It's our nature. It's our inheritance. It's our heritage to be like Jesus. He rebuked cancer. He re- rebuked fever. He rebuked trees. He told us we can rebuke mountains. But what do Christians do? We pray about mountains. We pray about trees. We pray about fevers. We ask for prayers for fevers. When we get a doctor's report, we don't rebuke the condition. We pray about the condition. How so far away from Jesus have we become? With all our theological knowledge and our cemetery, sorry, seminaries, Jesus rebukes things. Jesus rebukes people too. He stood over her, touched her hand, cursed that devilish fever. And what did the fever do? The fever must obey. The fever left, and she arose and ministered unto them. Verse 16 And when the evening was come, they brought unto Jesus many who were possessed with demons, and he cast them out with his word and healed all that were sick. Don't you think Jesus should have told the people, you know, God may want some of you healed and God may have a great reason why some of you cannot be healed tonight. No, he healed all of them. He healed all of them. He healed all of them. All are supposed to be healed. They brought to him many, only God knows how many. John says, if we write every miracle, every miraculous encounter, we will not have any books. They couldn't. There was no book at the time that could handle it. Now we can put all that in you know, one terabyte of, of, of storage or 10 terabytes if we need. But in that time, there was no book. They couldn't conceive a book that could document in details all the miracles that Jesus performed. So many, could be thousands, many that were possessed with devils and how did jesus cast out the devils with his word with his word he didn't struggle with demons he didn't stay up all night casting out the devil he issued a command out and demons fled in terror that is who you are that is where you belong That is the possibilities programmed into your spiritual new creation reality, if you are a new creation. Now, God is a God of purpose. God is a God of order. God is a God of design. You know, an atheist stood under a a country, a a huge country, and underneath the tree were some melons. And the atheist said, hey, you, you Christians, you have this mythical... Creature or creator in the heavens Some old man running the universe Why would he put this tiny Seed, this tiny acorn seed On a giant tree like that Tens of meters high And yet he puts such a heavy melon On just a, a Creeping plant Does that make sense? Shouldn't the melon be On a stronger tree that can hold it up? And shouldn't the acorn seed Be on some shrubs and some Creeps? And while he was Busy arrogantly shooting his mouth and an acorn seed fell from the top of that tree and landed straight on top of his head and the christians around it looked at him and said so what now would you have wanted a melon to fall on your head from 10 feet or 20 feet our god makes no mistakes our god is a god of design If God allows the enemy to invade your territory, there's a reason for it. In John chapter 9, a man was born blind. The disciples asked, Lord, in our theology, people don't become sick if they don't sin. So somebody sinned. We just cannot decipher. Was it the man who sinned before he was born? Or was it his parents who sinned that this affliction has come upon him? This blindness has come upon him. What did Jesus say? Well, you know, God wanted him blind to so he can, you know, encourage other blind people. No. Jesus said, it's not about his parents sinning. It's not about him sinning. John chapter 9, this blindness exists for one thing, for the glory of God, and then he removes the blindness. So if God allows sickness to come near you, it's not for you to entertain it and enjoy it. It's for you to get rid of it. And he has made provision. I will show you that as we proceed in this this, uh, uh, lesson. When the evening was come, they brought unto Jesus many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits, and he healed all that were sick. In another place, they brought people that were maimed, people that have lost limbs to leprosy. They brought people that are possessed, people that, were, that, that had seizures, epileptic seizures. They brought all kinds of—imagine the, the sanitation of that era. Imagine how clean— their, their, their ablution facilities were their public baths the public markets imagine the level of filth and, and 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 the contamination of food supply water supply of the era and imagine the multiplicity of complicated physical problems in people's bodies they just came and dumped them at the feet of jesus and I've been searching the New Testament for a place where Jesus says to one person, just one person among the multitudes that thronged him, among the multitudes that sought his power to heal them of their diseases. The Bible says in the book of Luke, he says, the men came to hear and to be healed of their diseases. I'm looking for one occasion that Jesus said, hey, this is the will of God for you. Please, if you find it, educate me. He healed all that were sick. Verse 17, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Esaias the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Everything he did was to fulfill prophecy. Every aspect of his life was prophesied that it will be out of Egypt. Hosea says, out of Egypt have I called my son. His parents relocated to Egypt and came back. And when they came back, they went to Galilee because it was also written, "He shall be called the Galilean. When he was being crucified, they cast lots on his beautiful woven seamless robe, designer robe. The soldiers wanted it. Whoever wanted a robe worn by a pauper. It was a very desirable rope. They, were they didn't want to tear it because it was too valuable. So they cast a lot. That was in fulfillment of scripture. They knelt before him in mock worship. Fulfillment of scripture. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess. His whole life. So God spoke through Isaiah the prophet 800 years before Jesus ever showed up here. And so he himself took our infirmities. And bear our diseases. So our infirmities have been taken. Our diseases have been born. If he took it, we don't have to have it. If he took it, we don't have to tolerate it. If he took it, we don't have to experience it. If he bore it, the weight of it has been taken over us. Jesus is the healer. Well... You might tell me, if you are one of those theologically astute people who are spiritually illiterate. you might tell me, well, that was in the Bible days. Have you ever read Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8? Let me read it to you in several translations. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8. Jesus Christ yesterday And today the same and to the aeons. Hallelujah. Apostolic Bible polyglot. Jesus Christ, yesterday and today the same. And into the aeons, into the ages to come, it will never change. A faithful translation, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. The Sifa translation, Yahushua HaMashiach. The same yesterday and today and forever. Darby's translation, I used to love that when I was in college. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and to the ages to come. He is the unchangeable one unchangeable God unchangeable Savior he has not diminished in his power he has not diminished in compassion, he has not diminished in mercy, he is the same in the Bible days he is the same today what he did in the Bible days he is able to do today and what he does today he will do tomorrow and what he does tomorrow he will do the day after all throughout eternity he is the same in essence, he is the Same in glory, he is the same in power, he is the same in ability, he is the same in mercy, he is the same in compassion. The Passion Translation says, Jesus, the anointed one, is always the same in any culture, in any climate. Jesus is the same. Did you see how the church fell apart in 2020 in response to COVID 419 scam? the church fell apart mightily massively the church even churches that preached the power of god fell apart many took government assistance and bought into a beast system because they didn't remember that jesus was the same in 2019 in 2020 in 2021 and they are planning more scamdemics. There will be more scandemics, just like there are wildfires burning across the earth now in Canada, in Brazil, in Australia, in Japan, and they call it climate change, the biggest hoax of all. It is arson, not climate change, that's causing fire across. In Maui, Hawaii, a fire destroyed an entire ancestral land that the locals will not sell to the billionaire class. And all the billionaires' homes were safe But all the local people's homes were destroyed And whilst the fires were raging People were prevented from leaving. Police blocked them Inside the conflagration Listen to me gentlemen And ladies Jesus is the same yesterday COVID-19 or not COVID-20, Jesus is the same yesterday When it comes around again You mustn't go with the world You must rebuke it Rebuke the germs, rebuke the, the In fact, that was a fake, it was, it was a flu virus, it was influenza virus that was weaponized with fear and social engineering. But when the real viruses come, and they will soon be released, race specific viruses, genetically targeted viruses, when they come, we will rebuke it. We will be like Jesus. We will not be like the world. Glory be to God. Jesus is the same yesterday. Jesus is the same today. Jesus is the same forever. And Jesus lives in me. Jesus lives in you in the person of the Holy Spirit. So we are a rebuking people. Let's begin to speak to things. Let's not just fold our hands and wish for better things. Let's begin to be like Jesus. When there was no wine, he told them, go put water in the water pot and bring it out. The finest wine money could buy will come out of that pot, those pots. We must speak. By the word of the Lord, the whole heavens were created. You will be condemned by your word, Jesus said. You will be justified by your words. You will be blessed by your words. You will be cursed by your words. There's power in your mouth. Stop eating the power Start releasing it Start projecting it Start releasing it Start unleashing it Start using it to dominate the forces of darkness You, my friend, have been translated from the authority of darkness And you have been firmly planted in the kingdom of the beloved son You are now yourself a son There was only one begotten son There are billions of of sons begotten from the dead. Jesus was the only begotten. Then he became the first begotten from the dead. And now you and I are the second begotten from the dead. Because God has no grandchildren. Hallelujah. I rebuke every satanic oppression in your physical body. I rebuke every diagnosis of the doctors. From the crown of your head, your brain From your brain to your kidneys, your lungs, your heart, your blood pressure. I rebuke high blood pressure. I rebuke arthritis. I rebuke cancers. Cancers are exploding across the earth. I rebuke cancer in your body, in your eyes, in your intestines, in your skin. I curse those cancers right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, from your From your hair, the hair on your head, to the nails on your toes, let the life of God flush out every fever, every disease, every germ, every inflammation, every infection, every pollutant, every contaminant, every poison, every pesticide, every hormone. I speak to your chemistry, your biochemistry. Let all your hormones be balanced. Let all your pH levels be stabilized. In the name of Jesus, let your body function in the perfection of the beauty of his creation in Jesus' mighty name. If you don't know Jesus, this is not for you. If you know Jesus, healing is your inheritance. Fall on your knee, ask Jesus to save you. He will do it if you ask. Glory be to God forever. Amen. Thank you for listening to Focus on Freedom Podcast. For more information, please visit olugeorgeministries.global or send a WhatsApp inquiry to 2781 Also, like, subscribe and share our content on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube. See you next time.